0: More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
0: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms
3: and conditions apply. See website for details. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is. But the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it.
2: Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Get all the chill you need for just a $1.69. From any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: ba da
4: Hello and welcome to this gameplay pod that we're going to be discussing why and how so many formations are so effective this year, why you probably don't need to be concerned about worsening weekend league or rivals' records. With the arrival of Foot Birthday 5-star Skillers, we're going to be talking about the effective skills to use and plenty of reviews of Foot Birthday players too. I'm your host Ben and you'll hear all that and much more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Patreon, any of your regular podcast-providing apps and brought to you by the pod supporters. It's week 26, and we have with us foot legend and near ever present Air Japes FIFA. Hello.
0: Hello, Ben. Glad to be back.
4: Yeah, good to have you. Apart from, of course, that pull you flexed on us on the content pod.
0: Yeah, shout out to my Twitch chat again for talking me into doing the Prime Icon SBC.
4: <laughs> that chat has actually been a bit of an MVP this year for you, really. Yeah, I mean.
0: super MVP. I w- there's no way I would have done that. Yeah. Out of the player pick, I got that mid Ronaldinho, but prior to that, I'd gotten like Skulls and Haji and Keen.
4: Yeah, although you did get the other Ronaldinho.
0: Yeah, I got the baby Ronaldinho too, that's true.
4: Yeah, not to be sniffed at. And actually, the Mm. main event I know is the, the big Dutchman, who we'll talk about in a bit. But there is another one we can come to before that. It's Kazooie. Skilling Legends, YouTuber, welcome.
1: What's up everyone? Kinda wanna sort of flex my pool as all that I got recently, yeah, yeah, go which for is yeah. mid Viera. Hey
2: You are mid Viera S- Yeah,
1: S- out of the uh out of the icon player pick. I think it was a little while ago, the mid slash yeah, yeah. icon one. So Oh, wow, nice. Um, yeah happy to be on the pod again as always looking
4: forward to talking about skilling with of course a whole host of new skillers which we talked about on that content pod there's plenty of advice i suppose to give around skills if people are interested having picked up a few of these players but we also have professional esports commentator commentator at uh, numerous e-world cup finals and a uh, friend of the pod really um, richard buckley
3: welcome thank you very much ben great to be back as always i like to flex my icon oh here we go big dutchman Rude van Nistel, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So since I've been playing Hullet up top, I keep calling him Rude van Hullet. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, we should move on to a question for Richard. Obviously, when you come back on the pod after doing big esports events, as you have done recently, various different tournaments around the scene, there's always something from a gameplay perspective you spotted or come back and inform us about. Is there anything particularly you've seen more recently around the pro scene that's worth reporting on?
3: I think the the main thing is obviously the I think the last time I was on it was really heavy five three two meta mm. and we've sort of seen a change from that now. A lot of pros playing four four two the second variation, two CDMs, two wide mids and then two strikers, and also four triple two have sort of come a lot more it's the mainstream, shall I say. The 532, 5212, it is still there. People do still use it. However, it's just not as frequent uh, as mm. as it w- was sort of January, early parts of February.
4: Do you think that was partly because of the novelty of it, that people just weren't used to playing against it, so it gave them an diff- advantage there?
3: People saw the success that Dylan Mike had with it, mm. and then used it a little bit themselves and thought they'd found a the magic magic formation that it were going to win every single game. But then when you started putting two players against each other who were both playing 5-3-2, nobody scored because you had three attackers and everyone else was sat behind the ball. So people started to become frustrated. Goals just weren't being scored. So Players started going back to sort of what they know, back to four four two, back to four triple two, and and goals started flying in again. There, there's also been sort of a slight change in the requirements on the global series front as well. So mm. I think people have started to really put a lot of emphasis on their attacks and the the throwing team of the scr seven, team of the Mbappe as two strikers, and then just playing off that. Whereas mm. before it was a Vieira or a a Rude Hullet or a Kevin De Bruyne or a Bruno. But now people, a lot of the pros are just going sort of all out and and putting their attackers front, putting their attack as their main sort of weapon in these games and just looking to outscore rather than keep clean shoots.
4: That's good to hear. We had some interesting insight the other week from Team Hullet's coach manager who'd coached Levy, who's only 16 to. Two European championships. Is there anyone out there doing
3: something different, groundbreaking? Maybe I know we've got yeah. South America coming up. The player in South America who's been so dominant is an uh, Argentine called Matthias Bernano, mm-hmm. who qualified, he's qualified for all four events in South America. He's won three so far, and he's won the Carnival El Libertadores, which is basically, for people who don't know, the Champions League of South America. It's the equivalent to that trophy. And wow. his favourite formation is false nine. So mm. I think it just goes to show that it, it really yeah, doesn't... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> not a, a go-to formation this year, but it's just about what you feel comfortable with and how your players play in that particular formation.
4: That's interesting. And you would say that that has been you a know, positive of FIFA 21, that you are seeing a bit more variation Absolutely. than... You've seen in past years, because it really did used to be just like four two three one basically. Yeah. It, um, it used yeah. to be
3: four two three one. Maybe a four four, four, four two, two. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a, a one player out of a hundred would play a three back, a three five two, maybe. But it was few mm. and far between. Um, whereas now, if you took probably a sample of ten players, you'd probably have three or four different formations. Somebody's still playing a five back. Someone playing a four two three one who's sort of in that old mentality. Probably a few 4 4 2s, maybe a couple of false nines or 4 3 3 variants. So Mm. there is, there's certainly more variety, which is good. That's what you want.
4: Yeah, it is good. And I think I see that reflected in the games I'm playing, you know, not against pros, but at most levels, I think that is the case. I know there are always going to be certain formations that are more dominant. That's always been the case. And I think it always will be just because things like the 4 4 2 are just the football standard anyway. I think it is that time of year where we look at the gameplay with more and more scrutiny because of how many games we've played. And uh, I always encourage people to look at how many hours of the game they've actually spent playing it. And there's no wonder people aren't necessarily enjoying it as much as they did when it was all new and fresh. But I know, Japes, you've said this particular cycle, the gameplay is probably the best it's been. Uh, I guess that is another argument for your point though.
0: I think it's encouraging because you know previously, if you think about competitive play, barring like a few players like you'd see like a 4231 you'd see people lining up with the exact same in-game items over and over and over again and when you get a variety of formations included as well that means theoretically you'll get some variation in the players that they're choosing to use as well so for the competitive scene and for the game in general being able to develop your own philosophy and then go about using it and if you're and if you're able to execute it better than your opponent that's obviously a good thing for the game
4: yeah yeah without a doubt and uh with that in mind kazooie what have you been playing uh, in game four two three one
1: <laughs> uh well i've been playing four three two one for the most part three two one yeah four, three, two, one. Oh, nice okay yeah it's uh, basically everything balanced and only i think my center mid so the central one on stay forward and then the two center mids on stay well uh, stay back whilst attacking oh, okay that's interesting it's a very very attacking formation with a lot of risks because especially if you play against a through ball spammer you're Mm. Sometimes, you know, a little bit open at the the back, but um, it's, in my eyes, a fantastic formation. I've basically been using the 4321 since launch because I found out that if you have your uh, fullbacks on just balanced, they actually go forward uh, uh, quite a bit too. And back then I had the likes of Atal, and i think ferland mendy and they ended up scoring just a ton of goals and also getting a ton of assists so hmm. i've always been just a favorite of you know having uh attacking fullbacks so so hence why you mentioned sambia uh, right earlier uh, in the yeah, content exactly. pod you're talking about birthday sambia exactly. yeah. and
4: with his five-star skills i guess that's fantastic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. great point yeah and, and that's something you played for a while it's funny because richard's obviously when you're on the pod not too long ago you were talking about four three two one yourself are you still playing that when you play
3: one of the main reasons that four three two one was so good for me was the appeal to the back post cross, the loader and cross to the back post was was really strong, and also the attacking options I got when on the ball, whether that be through step overs, elasticos, just different skill moves, it's really good. Like that one extra pass, that one extra pass every time. Whereas recently, in the last few weekends, I don't know if it's just because. I started the year really good and sort of peaked January where I got 27. And now, because I've not been playing as much, I've got mm. worse or everybody else has got better. But I I, I I, have to admit, I do struggle. I've got to really, really apply myself to get elite, even elite three now. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's because yeah. my sort of appetite has gone because I've hit my goal now. Mm. Like my, my entire sort of FIFA ethos was i really want to get 27 i've not hit elite one before i really want to get 27 wins and as soon as i hit that i've been in the sort of a purgatory playing with different players trying to sort of expand how i'm playing playing different formations uh, i did it this weekend i played six different formations over the course of 30 games so i played five games switch formation five games switch formation five games etc <laughs> that's fun and the five games that i won in a row was in the false 9. Oh, nice. Mm. And that was the formation that I had the most success with. I finished on 21 wins in the end, playing like this, but I played, I think, the first five in the 4-3-2-1, and then as the game sort of progressively got harder, I was constantly just swapping and changing. And it it did make it a little bit more enjoyable, but I am, I think, for the, for the most part, until at least Team of the Season, where I can get the Team of the Season rewards, probably just gonna treat it chilled yeah just play when i want to play and not really really like sweat the weekend league
4: yeah yeah i actually really agree with what you're saying about weekend league i've always felt gets harder between team of the year and team of the season just because there's a big pool of players who have probably struggled in weekend league most of the year and feel like actually do you know what I'm going to take a break from it even in foot there's plenty of other things to do I don't need to be entering weekend league and and as a result the the competition gets harder people come into weekend league and realise there isn't the sort of slightly easier pool of players to play against and they stop playing themselves or play less games and I think it does have a knock-on effect and the standard gets higher and also then you're thinking well my results are tailing off slightly so I've probably hit my peak I can't spend my time pushing for the best result as my goal. And I need to refocus and, and that's what I tend to do. You know, I refocus into playing a style that I really enjoy without a doubt. I mean, obviously I'd always encourage that, but rather than that being one of the important things, it becomes the most important thing that enjoyment, that playing the way you want to play should be the focus more than ever and the results Become less consequential and they should do anyway because the rewards are less impactful as time goes on. I would say also just something to bear in mind here is of course, if you're someone who is relatively new to the game or relatively new to looking at trying to improve your ability at the game, which is a lot of what we talk about on these gameplay pods, then this might not apply to you because you can just keep that improvement going and going and going. But for people who've played quite a while and have had a certain peak that they've reached each year this might be more relevant to you i suppose um but anyway that's enough of a tangent what i was going to get talking about is kazooie we always like to talk five star skills or skills on the podcast when you're on and I know some people out there are not so keen on the skill moves, but many have been converted by this podcast, so perhaps more will be on this episode. We've also had quite a lot of new five-star skillers come out, which means people might be using them. And so Bramers has a question, which is, what are some of the five-star skills worth practicing if I've only been using four-star skillers to date and I imagine this might be something that people experience where they bring in a player who's five star skills because of foot birthday, and they haven't really been that used to using them. Because anyway, what would be your go to?
1: Um, the hocus pocus. It's for me the go to skill on the wing. Oh yeah. So if you're having like a right footed on the left wing and you're cutting in inside the box with the hocus pocus, the far post is usually completely open. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one of the one of the better skill moves to uh, to use when using five star skillers. Um, and then the classic, I guess. Uh, fake drag back is also a good skill move to uh, put your opponent off guard because sometimes they uh, they don't really expect you to pull off start skill and um yeah to just go into a full stop the fake rabona i guess so Mm. i guess those three skills are um the ones i uh i would recommend
4: and the hocus pocus you essentially do a what would how would you describe the the controls for it i mean i guess people can look it up but
1: So it's a 90 degree turn from uh, your right stick to the left. Yep. And then 180 to the right.
4: Yeah. So if you imagine the clock face and your player is standing in the center of a clock face facing 12 o'clock with the right analog stick, you're going to go down to six o'clock, move it along the edge to nine o'clock and then swing it back across to three o'clock, again, along the edge, and that would give you the Hocus Pocus, I believe.
1: Exactly, exactly.
4: And then, yeah, that was me giving it an audio form, which isn't always the easiest. People can, I'm sure, see it on your channel. I don't think the controls have changed.
1: There must be at least one tutorial about the Hocus Pocus on my channel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, which might be, as you said, a bit of an older one, but... Um... The, yeah, yeah. the skill move itself is still the same yeah
4: that is a good one actually once you have got the hang of it it's not too hard if you know how to do the roulette that's not like especially difficult to learn the fake drag back's probably more complex um, for people to pick up but it's a similar motion actually to that one
1: yeah it's actually a very similar motion but then on the left stick <laughs> yeah
4: actually that's a good point the hocus pocus you can only do in one direction or exit in one direction whereas the fake drag back you can do either way uh, both very good at deceiving opponents I think the other one that's just very straightforward is the running scoop turn. You need to be holding the left trigger or L2. And if you dummy at a certain angle, you'll get this running scoop turn, which, yeah, straightforward to execute. Certain angles is super effective. Great with big body players as well, because you get a really nice big arc. You can get around opponents with it. Uh, is there anything else that we want to mention?
0: I mean, I use the elastico and the sombrero flick. That's about it.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's quite a straightforward one. The sombrero flick, in a way, you back into a player, you flick the right stick twice in the direction you're facing and then once in the direction that you want to go which is going to be back over your head and you aim to flick it over the defender certainly an entertaining one
0: totally it just catches people off guard sometimes like if you're if you're doing it with a super small player against a like bigger defender sometimes you just like flick it straight into their face and it feels really bad yeah, yeah, but like I've been doing it with that Ronaldinho card and like yeah. if people are moving around and not like bodied up on you right away oftentimes they just like shuffle and shift right by you and it gives you yeah. a chance for like a pretty easy volley if you're around the box so I, I like I just think it's a fun skill
4: it's super fun yeah it's really satisfying when you put it off as well um but yeah good point about bigger players I think that is important just to get the height basically and then uh Rich have you got any that you've been using that people might want to try out
3: uh, I love the reverse elastico. I think the reverse elastico is is probably one of the most effective skill moves in this year's FIFA. Yep. Just because that, I don't think—correct me if I'm wrong—I don't think it's been touched in any of the patches. The elastico mm-hmm. itself was nerfed quite heavily, but the yeah, reverse yeah, yeah. elastico was never touched.
4: That's quite straight. Well, it's I mean, once you get it, it's relatively straightforward. But getting the angle can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge. It's the same with all skill yeah, moves absolutely. of that kind of nature. It's, but yeah.
3: It's the repetition as well. It's once you get the muscle memory, you don't even think about doing it. You just you just do it. Um, yeah, yeah. The yeah the reverse elastico, and, and granted it's not a five-star skill move, but my most used skill move is the heel-to-heel. Yeah, yeah. Just inside the box, the heel-to-heel flick, super meta, creates that little bit of space to get the shot away, and also doing the heel-to-heel sort of on the, when you're parallel to the goal, so you're not actually doing it into space, but you're doing it sort of, parallel to to create space on a player's strong foot so if i'm inside the box i'll do it sort of away to the corner flag with ronaldo and then shoot near post or shoot across the goalkeeper and it's a, mm. a super strong way of scoring so yeah heel to heel and reverse elastic are probably my go-to skill moves
4: nice yeah i did want to mention one particular one which is actually a three-star skill but on the icon roundtable on sunday Hugh or Huber, who's been on the pod of course, mentioned this, and I then went and tried it and found it was really effective. Basically, you'll be probably aware of the Deong turn uh, mm-hmm. it's a skill which allows you to turn straight back around. essentially, you literally just press or flick the right stick twice behind you and you'll do it and people were using it early on as I suppose many people didn't really know what it did and the animation was, so there was a certain element of surprise. Now most people do know what you're gonna do and will often try and be relatively aggressive because they think they know where the ball's gonna go. And what Hugh suggested is actually canceling that skill. So before you actually fully turn the ball and your body around, you hit the cancel buttons, which are L2 or LT and R2 or RT and you don't turn all the way around and if you're using it 90 degrees to the goal just outside of the post and the defenders there marking you closing down that blocking angle when you do that and cancel it often they'll just get sent for a kit kat try to go and get the ball off you in the opposite direction and you've got space to shoot across the goal it's, it's really effective and it's worth a try kazoo have you given that a go before
1: I'm trying to think of what the, the the cancel or what the skill move will look like with the cancel animation. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember if i ever used it before. So I'll definitely, I'll definitely give it a try later today.
4: Yeah, although I would say, especially to you, Kazooie, but to everyone, you know, don't use it too much because it is something that, yeah. as soon as people find out about more broadly, I think uh, it may not work quite as well because the element of surprise won't be there. But talking about element of surprise, it is time to take a break. And we're gonna be back with plenty more gameplay chat, including some Foot Birthday Player reviews. In this break, I wanted to give you some very useful info, which many of you will know and will be enjoying as I speak. And if you don't, it's a game changer. You'll probably be aware that there are two Foot Weekly podcasts each week, one on the main feed and one available to patrons exclusively as one of many thank yous for patron support. But what you may not know is that you can get that patron feed which has both the exclusive support episode and the publicly available episode, that's this one, ad-free in your podcast app. You can get that unique RSS feed link in the original email you were sent by patron, which says something about rewards, or on your Foot Weekly patron homepage when you're logged in. Once you've found that unique link, you can click on it on mobile and it will probably add it automatically, or just paste it in and there we go. It's super convenient and easy to do, the only thing I would say is I'm not sure it works on Spotify because Spotify doesn't allow for direct links, but that could be wrong. And you can always use the Patreon app, which is very good in itself to do that anyway. But also, if you're listening to this as a non-supporter thinking, oh, I didn't realize it was that easy and going to be that convenient, uh, perhaps I'll support the pod, get double the bonus podcast content, potentially much more from just £3 a month, then do support if you can. Uh, you can do that over at Patreon, bit.ly slash morepod. So that's Bit. Ly slash more pod you'll find that link in the description too and if you need some extra help with setting up the feed link go to bit.ly slash more pod feed so that's bit.ly slash more pod feed right well thank you for listening to this break pointer hopefully that was helpful for some people let's jump
2: back into the pod
0: Richard, I have a question for you. I'm, I'm all yours. What do you think about the frequency at which people are using the cancel mechanic in competitive play? Hmm. Why, is it something you've seen a lot, Jibes? Yeah, I, I just I just think it's starting to be one of the biggest like mechanical abuses in the game. Partly boils down to me to like it just doesn't feel realistic at all. Yeah. I can't, in good conscience, encourage people to use that skill because I just think it... it takes away from the overall enjoyment of playing the game and that's more from like a casual standpoint because it just Mm. feels so unrealistic
4: i think it depends on what you're canceling though rich because some of the cancels like the diong one i was talking about the diong turn it looks quite realistic like you can imagine someone actually doing that but some of them don't right they do look like mechanic abuse
3: the the croquetta cancel is the number one like yeah yeah any top 200 or a really good fifa player who takes FIFA very seriously who plays a lot of qualifiers and competitive, you'll see six to seven like a cancel's every attack. It, mm. It's just the it's the best way of moving around the box. And unfortunately for me, I, I'm very similar uh, in your regard to the cancel jokes with the directional nutmeg. I don't like how it animates the defender. I also myself, I just don't do it in my own game. So that's probably one of the reasons why. But the the Coqueta and the Direction nutmeg are just two things that mechanically just mm. I don't want to say broken, but they they don't work as intended.
4: Yeah, it's interesting because we talked about this last week with the pentas actually, and he said a similar thing to what Jake said, I think Jape's from what I remember. And I was thinking about this and actually thought Kazooie, you'd be a good person to talk to about this because I know you like your skill runs to look realistic, aesthetically nice. Do you have certain skill moves that you'll cancel and feel like that looks right? And do you have problems with certain ones? Is it the specific skill move that when canceled, you feel it doesn't look right? Or is it just the general thing where the cancel just feels wrong? <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: I haven't really experimented with like all the skill moves and canceling them. Mm. Um, I've only used, I think, just a handful. I think the one that I use the most is the three touch roulette. Okay, yeah. um, so midway you're able to cancel that skill too, and that skill basically just instead of like you know most skill moves actually go forward or to the left or to the right, that skill move just like with the young turn actually goes to the back. Okay. So when you're like midway through the animation, you're able to to cancel it and just just completely change your your angle too. But I'm not too sure, maybe Richard knows if that's a skill move a lot of pro players tend to use and also tend to use in a way where they cancel it midway yeah
3: the the three two three light is it's not really used that much, even like the there's a lot there's almost like skill moves that you never see, like the Megidi spin as mm. well Is yeah. a skill move that I really use a lot in my own game, mm. but that's never ever used uh the only time for people <laughs> to to jae the the only time people use the magi spin is to cancel out of it so they'll mm. they'll start the maggidi and then cancel and then go a different direction so yeah i think there's, there's genuinely there's probably Elastic or reverse elastic or heel to heel—that's probably it. Irrealistically, in terms of the, the sort of top-end competitive skill moves and the ball roll scoop turn that are used, there's so many skill moves and dribbling techniques that just aren't even touched because they're not super OP.
4: Yeah, it's a shame because there are lots of fun skill moves out there that people can use. I mean, not all of them are, as you say, super OP, but they're effective and they're you know aesthetically good to use. So. I would encourage people to pursue those. And we've talked a lot about skill moves, as I warned that we would, but I know there are lots of people out there who steadfastly don't want to do skills. And although there have been, as I said, a few converts over the years, I'm not hoping to persuade everyone. So we should probably talk about some other things, give people some more gameplay insights. And with that in mind, we should move on to talking reviews. I know Jake's wanted to talk about Rude Yeah, I-,
3: I was just going to say, how do you actually feel he plays? Because a lot of pros this year... Not ditched Holly, but I mean, yeah, they have they've, they've, they've gone Bruno over Hullet in majority of the squads, unless you can get the moments Hullet. How would you actually feel like he plays uh, if you were going to play him like centre mid? CDM? Oh,
0: so I, I t- like I played him at centre mid for a while, and like I was like, I don't understand what the fuss is about this guy. Like I, I and mm. then still in some ways, like I think he's hilarious playing him a striker because he's so big and with like a hunter. You know, he like, you like max out all of his finishing stats. He becomes very pacey and very, very difficult to deal with. And I think that's, he's a much better striker for me than he was a central midfielder. And like, for me, you can get Joshua Kimmich for 1.8 million coins. And he is light years ahead of this Hullet card. Hmm. I I don't, you know, I I think he's just kind of one of those cards that people have loved for forever because he's got the unique... Body type, the five-star weak foot. He can play just about everywhere on the pitch. But, like, if you're spending seven million coins on your squad, like, hold is not going to change the game for you in any way, shape, or form.
4: It's interesting because I feel like it might partly be because of weak foot being less significant, maybe. I mean, I know the agility is obviously going to be a factor or how he feels, but uh, five-star weak foot on him, you know, compare that to Bruno's four-star, four-star and... It's not like a massive difference, is it?
0: foot's not what it used to be, but also I think it's this year, specifically relative to past years, we've never had more good central midfield options. Yeah. Like that's true. this year, there is a. I don't want to call it like an embarrassment of riches, but there are so many options for players that you can use and be super, super competent in that role. So what I was doing before I packed Hollet is I was taking I was I was taking Duncan and playing Duncan at left back and putting Alfonso Davies at my CM spot to play LCM in my four three three, and Davies is better than Hollet in that spot. So yeah, yeah. like. You know, I, I was putting Duncan and I was like, dude, I, dude, I'm I'm about to be the guy that packs prime Hullet and just puts him at left back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, I was serious. Like, I prefer in my attack, the mid Ronaldinho is more important than Hullet as well. Now, but this is where getting Hullet up front as a striker, especially when he gets going, because I'm using stay central, stay forward, get in behind. So when he makes runs, he is because of these fullbacks that everybody wants to play as their center back. They have a hard time dealing with Hullett's frame because he is big. He is strong. And he's quite like when he gets going, he's quite powerful. And then in the air, he's quite good as well. And his finishing, because he has that five-star weak foot, you don't know which way he's going. And so, you know, I was encouraging my chat over the weekend to try like your, your Cantona types, even that prime moments, Cliver, the target man type Is quite good against this fullback meta, especially if you can start getting yourself into the habit of doing the player lock and making manual runs with the striker. It really, Mm -hmm. really opens up an attacking option that, you know, your small quick attackers maybe don't have. That said, you can also buy Prime Robert Lewandowski for, what is he, 1.4, almost down to 1.3, Ben, on Xbox (laughs) now. And like he's going to give you probably better production as well. So I don't know. it's just like a luxury card. Honestly, if it was me, there's a lot of icons that are around his price point or lower that I probably would have preferred. That said, I'm certainly not complaining.
4: Mm, yeah, you better not be. And uh, that's not someone necessarily many people will be able to afford. But yeah, as I was saying last week about Cantona and using more physical players up front, definitely something people can try. Moving on to a more birthday focused review. I think, Richard, you wanted to talk about palacio the football the SBC. spc what have your thoughts been on him and actually first of all
3: what chem style were you using i'm going to give you a two for one mm, very generous so palacio i believe i used a dead eye on him if i okay. remember correctly An up front or he will play right forward in a right forward four three two one he'll play right wing in a four three three four nine. nine he was playing right cam in a four two three one okay yeah he played off the right basically in in all the teams I think he's very good for 200k uh, you get what you pay for quick good skill moves poor weak foot three star so don't shoot on his weak foot but for the most part he's a very very good striker Mm. however the player that I want to talk about more is foot birthday Ivan Perisic Mm. because I had to as as I've said I was experimenting with lots of different formations so I had to get players who could play different roles in the team. And I saw Perisic, I picked him up for 325,000 coins, which were a 5-star, 5-star player, Seria, not too bad. I started him as a cent- left-center mid in a 4 And because he's medium-medium, which for me, I know a lot of people don't like the medium-medium work rates. I need all my center mids to be the same, whether that's high-high or medium-medium. I can't have mm. one high medium and then pushing up and not staying in sort of a line. Um, we'll so I played him as left centre mid. I, I actually quite enjoyed him. He felt a little bit stiff, but anybody who's that sort of tall, unless you're Cristiano Ronaldo, does mm. feel a, a little stiff. I, I thought he played well as a centre mid. He, he was getting up, he was getting down. Almost Kulisevsky esque the foot um, future star. Mm. But I got the most out of him when I actually put him into striker, so when I was playing a four two three one, I was playing him as a central striker. I was playing Palacio on the right, Ronaldo on the left, and then Sadio Mane at cam. Very experimental weekend, <laughs> and I just felt he was incredible at striker. Um, he had he was physical enough, so he could he was bullying. I played a lot of people who played Tavernier. Center back, basically any of the right backs or or left backs who play center back, he just Hmm. bullied. Um, Whether that be in the air, in his skill moves in the final third, he sort of had that Ronaldo S factor where you do the skill move and then you get the second bounce off the defender. And honestly, I I was very impressed with uh, the foot birthday, Ivan Perisic. And out of all the sort of the players you were talking earlier about players who. On the market between that sort of 100 to 400k price range, mm. if you can get him in your team, granted it's a little harder to get him in on chemistry, he's very good, and I'm I'm a big fan of him. He he'll probably be sticking around the club for a couple more weeks until more players come out and more players that I want to try and experiment with.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What chemistry styles did you put on him? I don't, I don't know whether you mentioned it, but maybe I, I believe it. it was an engine. I played oh, okay him. that would make sense yeah. yeah nice balance agility boost and yeah uh, just to get a little and...
3: bit more sort of a little bit of pace but then the agility and just sort of make him feel more well rounded almost because his physicals yeah, yeah. and especially as centre mid his defensive stats are a decent they're not hmm. outstanding but he, he's he's good enough he's physical enough and he's big enough to be able to <laughs> play centre mid if you wanted him to but the further i put him forward he, he definitely started firing
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a good option, I think. Um, you said about using midfield, I hadn't seen his interceptions to 78, aren't they? So, you know, that's a really good starting point, maybe to get a little boost if you want to play him as a a, a more defensive minded player you know that's that's going to work Absolutely, well yeah. And, and yeah great stats and a great shout actually not too expensive and of course the interlink to a player that we're going to see tonight or at time of recording tonight and uh yeah it'll be interesting right uh, let us move on to another review then from kazooie actually who do you want to give a shout out to that perhaps you've used this weekend or over the last week or so
1: um i actually didn't really play much ultimate team for the past week because my PC was broke and I just, oh yeah, you know, couldn't really do much. But um, mm-hmm. I do kind of want to mention a player though. I did play some FIFA over the weekend with some friends. We did like a little FIFA tournament, and I used a player who I got now in front of me called Brian Rioscos from Nacional in the uh, Liga Portuguesa. Not a player Brian. you're going to use in your weekend league team or maybe in the silver launch, but I thought I would give him a, a shout because I won a tournament because of him. um, (laughs) Yeah. wait how did this come about like what was (laughs) it was just a local little fifa tournament with some friends and uh we had to pick like random teams Ah. uh press the um the square button a couple of times and national was the team i had to use so yeah against the likes of man city and uh, a few other good teams you just ended up destroying game after game so uh (laughs) six six
4: 85 strength yeah yep 80 something pace nice and stocky body type
1: exactly exactly three star, three star, two. so
4: yeah well that'd be the biggest challenge for you i guess
1: <laughs> yeah true true, true.
4: Uh, but you said actually in the content pod that you packed in aki williams and i did use him over the weekends and i suppose people who played him over this weekend or across the last week or so will know that that foot birthday in aki williams is a bit of a beast he is I think only 300k, and I'd argue probably one of the better value players out there without a doubt. As we were talking about on the content pod, that pound for pound powerhouse. The thing about him is that I was thinking about the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo and how actually Anaki Williams is basically an upgraded version. They're extremely similar in terms of their skills, weak foot now, there's the similar weights and similar dribbling stats. Slightly lower ball control for Anaki Williams, and that is a little bit noticeable, I'd say. I put engine on him partly because of that. I wanted to make sure that he was controlling balls into him. The first touch is not going to be Cristiano Ronaldo like, but he does have much better aggression and much, much better strength. Anaki Williams is going to be a better hold up player. He's going to be more useful running in the channels. And with engine on him, like Cristiano Ronaldo, he doesn't have finesse shot trait, but he does have 97 curve with engine. And I felt like, actually, all types of shots, despite not having a boost to the 86 finishing, he was very, very good at. I've no doubt that that curve and also the shot power was compensating. For under 300k, probably, on both consoles, he is outstanding value, there's no doubt, right? I'm saying that he's as good as a 400, 500k player. I was using him up front in a very aggressive press-after-possession loss, 4-3-1-2, for full-backs game forward, Uh, and it really worked well you can find the tactic actually I think it's already in the tactic bank Uh, the recent 4-3-1-2 tweaked it slightly or a fair bit I suppose because I have the centre mid on drop between defenders something I might talk about on the next pod actually but yeah I found that he was perhaps not as much of a revelation as someone like Fakir because he's someone and Aki Williams when you look at the stats you're like okay he's going to be really good but he did play to that in game and i was really pleased uh, with how he did and how much fun he was basically
0: did you try him at all with marksman ben
4: i didn't try him with marksman and the reason was because i was concerned about the balance but possibly should have just gone for it and yeah, done
0: I'm just curious. I played against him once this weekend, and he was he just bodied all of my center backs, and it's because he has 99 strength with marksman. Like in in yeah, yeah. in game, I was like, I don't understand what's happening right now because my mm. center backs are yeah. getting tossed around, and my center backs are the moments Jerome Boateng and the road to the final David Alaba. So Alaba, not surprisingly, getting bodied there, but Boateng, I was like, I don't. I don't understand why JB's getting Mm. tossed around right now. And then I went and looked and I had Marksman on him and I was like, oh, 99 jumping and 99 strength. Interesting. Uh, 88 heading accuracy as well. Perhaps a target man to abuse those outside backs that are making their way into the middle of the park nonstop. That's
4: an interesting point. Because the thing was, I was using him in a front too.
0: Yeah, you need it. you need him for build up a little bit.
4: Exactly. Yeah. You needed more mobility on him to go into the wide areas, that kind of thing. If I'd had him as a single lone striker, I think yeah, the marksman could have worked really well. If I'd had wingers rather than fullback, I think that probably could have could have worked actually. So yeah, perhaps one to look for. But yeah, that Wowman Gitsuka, I mean, he was phenomenal as well. I think I mentioned in the content pod. I actually put an architect on him. He gets like ninety eight strength and a boost to the aggression but the key thing is the boost to the passing and I think not many people would go for Architect on him because they're thinking about his dribbling and his shooting which I think you're actually kind of okay you've got low composure reactions but he just feels so nippy even without a chem style boosting his dribbling uh, he feels much better than many players with better reactions and composure I've used and so I think that he's someone who just getting that 98 strength and also the massive short passing boost that Architect gives uh, is really something to try if you've not given that a go on him and you have the 82 Um I think we're probably ready to wrap up there, actually. Let me say our goodbyes and thank yous to all our fantastic guests this week, who you can, of course, if you haven't already, catch on the content pod, bit.ly slash more pod to catch that. Richard, it's been great to have your insights as it always is. Where can people catch you?
3: Thank you very much. Uh, you can see more of me, Twitter, Instagram, all live exclusively on Facebook, uh, fb.gg yeah. forward slash our 98 where you get just anything fifa life cake openings food reviews anything i heard some wrapping videos where you were wrapping
4: presents at christmas is yeah one of the one of the stream highlights of the year absolutely yeah <laughs> there we go and we've also had the pleasure of kazooie thanks for all your skilling insights on this uh, foot birthday
1: special no problem. It was an absolute pleasure to uh, to be on the pod again and uh, thanks as always for uh, for having me on. Um, you can catch me at Kazooie94 on uh, all my social media. Some cool goals that I attempt to just put on my Instagram these days instead of on my YouTube channel mm. uh, due to copyright issues unfortunately. But um, yeah, that's also a good place to uh, to watch some uh, some cool highlights. Yeah,
4: nice. And of course, loads and loads of Skilling tutorials from over the years, and more recently, uh, over on Sue's so YouTube. If you want to get into Skilling, then it's it's the place to start, really, without a doubt, and. JAPES, as always, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the podcast.
0: Yes, a pleasure indeed. And you guys can catch me at Twitter.com or Twitter at AirJAPES, Twitter.com slash AirJAPES, however you want to do it. Uh, And then, of course, streaming on Twitch with my pack-pulled Rude Hullet is twitch.tv slash AirJAPESFIFA.
4: A big thanks to JAPES and our guests and, of course, all your listeners. Quickly, though, we have actually had the Royce SBC as I come back through and put out this podcast. And I wanted to just highlight it because it is, I think, ridiculous value He's about 500k-odd, I think. And if you look at Mbappe, the player of the month, who's also a left wing, also five-star skills, four-star weak foot, he's, what, 1.6 million? And the stats, they're not too different. And in fact, Royce is more physical, really. I think that... When you also think about the potential price on the market i think it would probably be around the 700k mark potentially depending on the supply so it's a really really good value sbc the outside the foot shot trait the finesse shot trait the combination of pace physicality skills dribbling uh the full package really if you can get him in he's a bit of a no-brainer to be honest i would hundred percent recommend him i think the only thing to point out is we could get some really tasty looking foot birthday sbcs over the next couple of days so if you've got limited fodder it might be best to hold off he's out for 16 days right then well actually if you do want more of that kind of content chat and analysis and also plenty of market insight because we've got the foot accountant on then do check out the content pod this week which is out on the supporter feed you can get the supporter feed you can get double the amount of podcast content action for just three pounds a month and there is no better time to sign up than the first week of the month you can do that over at bit.ly slash more pod so that's bit.ly slash more pod and there'll be a link in the description as well so i will leave it there i'll say a huge huge thank you to all of you supporters for making this podcast possible and those icon patrons dave b dj fifa player coach fast Hugh J, thomas alan g hunter b alistair Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Chris W, David S, Liam B, Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Silo P, michael l nishant dougie anthony r jeff b Stephen m roger d at pace of a tortoise stephen c andrew c dan w Pobius, sporkum bronco matt h and savage p plus a special thanks to luke m dave b nick v hugh j tom m darren w and pato foot for advice and production assistance Before I leave you, though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to the there's loads of resources, advice, and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to the calmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time.
2: At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more, so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.